When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, kinfolk? Welcome to the number one ranked show sponsored by DirecTV Stream. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or listening wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to talk through my top 25, ponder what a win in Iowa versus Penn State would mean for the playoff, and Notre Dame is putting money in the bag. Let's go. It's the number one ranked show. All right, so earlier last week, I pondered the odds of Cincinnati beating Notre Dame, and Cincinnati was favored. Maryland beating Iowa, Ole Miss beating Alabama, and Arkansas beating Georgia in each of those games, and yeah, the favorite one, chalk all across. Means there was some moving and shaking among the top 10, though, and at the back of the top 25, with undefeated and ranked teams matched up all over the country during week five. Three group of five teams are still in the mix to make the college football playoff, but Alabama and Georgia clearly separated with dominating performances against AP number 12 Ole Miss at the time and number eight Arkansas teams respectively, right? Saturday was just the 24th single day in the 152-year history of the sport where nine or more ranked teams lost amid the chaos, though. You have two choices. Apply reason and watch the unreasonable engage in bad faith, or two, be reasonable and lose all respect for yourself and others. I choose the former. I choose to focus so as not to waste your time or mine. So as I put together this top 25, I will remind you our rankings here at the number one ranked show and our refrain is results matter. Are you undefeated? Who did you beat? Where did you beat them? And what was their ranking? With that in mind, let's take a look at my top 25 starting at number 25. North Carolina State was 4-1. They defeated Louisiana Tech last week, 34-27. NC State's only loss is to a Mississippi State team with a top 25 win against Texas A&M. And it's got a top 25 win against Clemson in its pocket with an eye toward the ACC title game. At number 24, I have Arizona State with 3-1. They defeated UCLA, 42-23. ASU's only loss came against a top 10 BYU, and of course, they knocked off an AP top 20 UCLA last week. All right, at number 23, I got Texas. They're 4-1. They defeated Texas Christian, 32-27. And really, it's time for us to start talking about Bijan Robinson joining Reggie and Matt's club Heisman. Last week, he had 37 touches for 238 total yards against Gary Patterson's defense, and 216 of those were rush yards. The Longhorns' only loss is to a previously top 10 Arkansas on the road. I also think this is really interesting going into OU Texas this weekend. 
as Oklahoma does not have a top 25 win on its resume, which we will talk about, and it is an opportunity for Texas to make an argument not just for the Big 12, but also that they belong back in this playoff conversation, and we'll talk about what that might mean. All right, and number 22, I have Ole Miss. They're 4-1. Their only loss is to, of course, Alabama, but they lost 42-21. to At number 21, I got Wyoming, who is undefeated. They're coming off a bye this week. So is San Diego State, who I have at number 20, 4-0, coming off a bye this week. Number 19, I got UTSA. Texas San Antonio is 5-0. They defeated UNLV last week, 24-17. The Roadrunners are off to their best start since 2012. Number 18, I got Southern Methodist. They are 5-0. They're coming off a win against South Florida, 41-17. The win means SMU has started each of the last three seasons 5-0. It's the first time that's happened since a stretch from 1981 to 1983 where it was one of the three best teams in the entire country. That's what I got to say about your group of five. All right, number 17, I got Ohio State, 4-1, coming off a win against Rutgers, 52-13. All right. Right quick, let's do the math on this one. Remember our rankings refrain. Results matter? Yeah, they won. Cool. Are they undefeated, though? Absolutely not. Who did they beat? Minnesota and Rutgers. Child, please. Right? Minnesota was putting money in the bag just last week. Where did you beat them at your place of business? Right? Not only were you not on the road for you know, inhospitable people, but you're in the friendly confines of the shoe. And what were those teams ranked, if at all? The answer is, hell no, they weren't ranked. That's kind of the point here. The team that beat Ohio State, Oregon, though, took a loss to 2-2 two two Stanford. The team that beat Notre Dame is undefeated, Cincinnati. And then, yes, the team that beat Arkansas is one of the two te- best teams in the sport. I hate it when we get to where we have to rank the best loss. But that's why I continued to cape for a 16-team playoff, too. Because, yes, I'm not going to rank Oregon behind Ohio State, especially when Oregon went to Ohio State's place of business and got a W. I'm going to put Oregon at number 16. They are 4-1. Again, lost to Stanford in overtime, 31-24. C.J. Verdell went out with an injury. And, man, look, while losing to an unranked opponent hurts, the Ducks went on the road to knock off a Buckeye team that has just one loss and has put up 43.3 points a game and at least 41 in each of the last three. Still, the Pac-12's playoff hope has died of the century, okay? That was it for them. There are no undefeated teams left in the Pac-12, which means you got to wait on the good graces of everybody else playing football right now and a college football playoff selection committee that wears a suit to work is going to sit in the Gaylord Texan and tell us what they think are the best teams. I hate this. At number 15, I got Notre Dame. They are 4-1. and one. Their only loss is to a top 10, Cincinnati 24-13. The Irish have a top 25 win in their pocket and, again, lost to a top 10 program. We're going to get on them just a little bit later in the show. I got, I got a lot of mo. got a lot of mo about Cincinnati and Notre Dame. And that's money in the bag tease. Number 20, or excuse me, number 14, not 24. Number 14, Arkansas. I got them 4-1. and one. Yes, they lost to Georgia 37-0. The Hogs are a good football team with two top 15 wins. They lost to one of the two best teams in the entire sport, right? I'm refusing to say those top 15 wins don't matter. At number 13, I got Wake Forest. They are 5-0. and oh. They are undefeated. They defeated Louisville 37-34 last week. Wake Forest, 5-0, and oh, just the third time since 2006, 
and the first time since 2019. The Demon Deacons are 3-0 in the ACC for the first time since 2011, and they are the lone undefeated team left in the Atlantic Coastal Conference. That's not nothing. At number 12, I got Michigan State. They defeated Western Kentucky 48-31. What do they have that Wake Forest doesn't? A ranked win. you got to take into account what people were ranked when they played them. The rankings have to matter. Number 11, I got Oklahoma State, who defeated Baylor, who was also ranked 24-14. The Pokes held Baylor to 14 points and 280 total yards of offense at kickoff. The Bears averaged 42.8 points per game and 490.8 yards per game. It's the first time OSU has started the season 5-0 since 2015, and their last two wins came against, you guessed it, AP Top 25 programs. You see this logic at work? Now, interesting question here. Is this Mike Gundy's best coaching job to date? I say absolutely not. Not until he beats Oklahoma and has one game to win to get into the national championship game. Remember that 10 years ago? Because I do. All right, now we got to go into my top 10, all right? Number 10, I got Coastal Carolina. They are 5-0, defeated Louisiana Monroe 59-6 last week. The shot clears have scored 49 points or more in four out of their first five games. My goodness, and allowed just nine in their last two. That is not nothing, all right? Now, number nine, I got Michigan. 5-0, defeated Wisconsin 38-17 on the road. The Wolverines are 5-0 for the first time since 2016. And Jim Harbaugh is 54-22 overall at Michigan since becoming head coach in 2015. Like, check this out. He's also winless against Ohio State, which is at least locally the measure of success for a Michigan coach. It'd be great if the Wolverines were undefeated heading into the game this year, which is at the big house. But first, they got to get past Big Red, right? Their next opponent, Nebraska, put up 427 rush yards against Northwestern and 657 total. Scott Frost and the Huskers might be getting right just before hosting a top 10 Michigan. Low-key, a very, very good football game. Okay, number eight, Oklahoma, 5-0, defeated Kansas State 37-31 on the road last week. The win was Oklahoma's 13th in a row. That's the second longest active streak in the country. But they still lack a win against a ranked opponent. Now, it was win number 50 for Coach Lincoln Riley. Only Barry Switzer with 56 total games. Bud Wilkinson with 57 got to 50 wins faster than Riley. Means Riley got there quicker than his predecessor, Bob Stoops, who, yes, is a big noon kickoff analyst. Stoops is on modern, by the way. We'll talk about it in a little bit. They're 5-0. His brother's team, we'll talk about it a little bit. It's 5-0. And... His son's team, 5-0. Coach Stoops, 15-0 in 2021. Not a bad start for him. Number seven, I got Kentucky. They're 5-0. They defeated Florida 20-13. The Wildcats knocked off Florida in Lexington for the first time since 1986 after losing the last 16 straight in Lexington against the Gators. And it's UK's first win against an AP Top 10 team since 2010. Mark Stoops needs just seven wins to overtake Paul Bear Bryant for the most wins by a Kentucky head coach in school history. Again, that is not nothing. Number six, I got Cincinnati. They are 5-0, defeated Notre Dame 24-13. Again, we will talk about Cincinnati just a little bit later on. Number five, I got Brigham Young. They are also 5-0, defeated Utah State 34-20 over the weekend. BYU has twice as many top 25 wins as Cincinnati. 
Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Michigan combined. G5, Cincinnati, and BYU have more AP top 25 wins than also Oklahoma, Michigan, and Georgia combined. It is not nothing. Number four, I got Penn State, 5-0. Defeated Indiana last week, 24 to absolutely nothing. Nada. Zero. Zilch. Penn State is the first team to shut out Indiana since Michigan accomplished the feat in 2000 with a 58-0 win. That's a span of 246 games. The Nittany Lions game at Iowa is the most anticipated meeting between the two in years. And it feels to me like a college football playoff playing game. A little bit more about that because number three, I have Iowa. 5-0. Defeated Maryland over the weekend, 51-14. Iowa going Bubba Sparks in College Park. Some of y'all get that. And y'all the real ones. The Hawkeyes rolled into Maryland Stadium and took out the previously undefeated Terrapins like Omar and Brother Muzon did Stringer Bell. I apologize for no wireless spoilers. It's been on off TV for like 10 years now. The Hawkeyes haven't allowed more than 24 points in a game since November 23rd, 2018. That's 27 straight games of holding opponents to under 25 points. If you score four TDs on the Hawkeyes, by all means, keep the ball. Iowa had six interceptions in that game. Again, just going a little bit on Penn State, Iowa. I'm fascinated by this game because I feel that it's going to be a strength on strength here, all right? You're going to watch Spencer Petras go against what I think is a pretty good defense at Penn State, but the strength of Penn State this year has been offensive. Sean Clifford is playing like it's 2019, and we all know Iowa's defense ain't nothing to play with. Matter of fact, you risk everything putting the ball in the air against those boys. Like, they got 15 interceptions on the year, and Riley Moss is back there like a Sean Kilpatrick all-star, like a Reggie Cleveland legend. Some of y'all get that reference, but I'm already locked in to that game, and I'm going to have to juggle all sorts of things, Ohio State, Maryland. I'm going to have to juggle OU, Texas. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be, once again, a full day for your mans who watches all the football to make these rankings. Number two, I got Georgia. They are 5-0. and Arkansas, again, took the L, 37-0 at Sanford. What I really think is interesting about this is that people were loud and yelling and screaming at 11 a.m., right, for a kickoff. At Georgia, all right? Like, they was already into the sauce and also already getting into Georgia's ear. The false start penalties were things that just Sam Pittman would love to coach out and probably thought he'd coached out. But they've allowed just one offensive TD this season at Georgia and outscored SEC opponents 133-13 to so far this season and outscored their last two SEC opponents 99 to absolutely nothing, not a zero zilch. The, hog, the, the hogs, the dogs have allowed just 4.6 points per game this season and are giving up less than five yards per passing attempt. It's absurd. The 2021 Georgia defense is hereby christened the Pentagon because that's where the Department of Defense actually exists. Number one, I got Alabama 5-0. and Defeated Ole Miss 42-21. When Lane Kiffin said, get your popcorn ready, I don't think he meant Alabama rolling up 451 yards of offense. And tied tailback Brian Robinson Jr. rushed for 171 yards on 36 rushes for four TDs. But then again, maybe he did. Either way, for those of y'all that were here Saturday night, shout out to Scat. The popcorn tasted amazing. Has some right here on this set. All right. Now we got to get to into one of my favorite segments. It's called RJ You Thought, right? And in this, we take on some burning questions 
heading into the weekend. The first one that we have for you is, will the winner of Iowa versus Penn State make the playoff? All right, this is me future casting, right? When I make rankings, I'm going off of results, not who I think has the better roster, right? I see a lot of this, but RJ, Ohio State stopped the mud hole in Rutgers and lost to Oregon. The results got to matter, all right? I had Ohio State beating Rutgers, right, by ever, infinity, just like I had them beating Oregon by infinity, and RJ, you thought. But no, I don't think that the winner of Iowa-Penn State is going to make the playoff, right? I still think this is Ohio State's league until proven otherwise. Their only losses in non-conference, they start off conference with a bang. Some of y'all owe C.J. Stroud an absolute apology. And you can deliver that right here in the comments of the number one ranked show. So no, I don't think Iowa and Penn State are going to make the playoff. But the winner, it ain't going to hurt their chances none, right? They're coming into this game as two of the top five teams in the country. The Big Ten also is putting the SEC on notice. First with Penn State getting that W against Auburn, right? And Iowa saying, hey, y'all can't score on us. Nobody can score on us except maybe, you know, perhaps Bama. We'll see. I think Iowa looks a lot like 2009 Alabama. Don't know if they're that good, but that's how they're built, right? They got a outstanding defense and an offense that is going to keep them in a football game but cannot come from behind. They got to depend on their defense. Penn State, they've proven to me they're a good football team. First, the game against Wisconsin I thought was great, and then, again, the win against Auburn in Happy Valley, very big deal. All right, I want to get to the next question we have for you. Is Arkansas still in the playoff conversation with a win against Ole Miss this weekend? The absolute answer is yes. Matter of fact, I can make the same argument for a number of teams, but not Ole Miss. Why not Ole Miss? Because they already had their chance to beat Bama, and they lost. Matter of fact, Bama doubled them up. Arkansas, right, took the loss to Georgia. Fine, whatever, cool. If you are able to get the win against Ole Miss and keep on trucking, when you get to your game against Bama and you can pull off the biggest upset of the season, if not the last few years, as Alabama's on like an 18-19 game win streak, yes, you are still in the hunt for the playoff. Number one, because we believe the world is dictated by SEC football, in particular Bama. You knock off the crown jewel of the SEC in their division, it's clear sailing to the SEC championship game, and perhaps you learn something from that game against Georgia and put it into action in a game against Atlanta. I'm saying to you, Arkansas folks, season ain't over. Go get you a W against the lane train, and then we'll see. But it ain't easy to go into Oxford and get a W. All right. I want to get to the next question. Is Oklahoma for real with a win against Texas? It depends, dog. Like, like, all right, this is another thing, right? I respect being undefeated. I respect results. I'm also the first person to tell you, Oklahoma ain't look nothing like no world beater, right? Like, my national championship pick is still very much intact, but that's because they ain't lost, not because they have looked, you know, like Alabama or Georgia. I put out my tiers earlier today. Only Alabama and Georgia are in that first tier. I got Oklahoma uh, toward, toward the end of these tiers, dog, because I need them to put it all together. For me, it's a question of maturity with this team. They're, they're talented enough. I don't know if they are mature enough on the offensive line, and I don't know if they're mature enough to put people away. You have an opportunity to do that against a Texas team we all respect, all right? They're ranked here. They're ranked in the AP. We respect this Texas team, and if you could put the lid on B. John Robinson, 
who I think is making a case for the Heisman once again, you have an opportunity right here. Last year, Spencer Rattler got the hook and had to come back and win this game in four overtimes. We'll see what it looks like this year. Also, low-key, we got a BYU on BYU problem here. Steve Sarkeesian was quarterback at a time when Dennis Simmons was linebacker at BYU. And neither one of them is LDS, so they got to be real close friends and, you know, bonding over, hey, we just came here to play football as opposed to anything else. I'm interested to see about that. Also, shout out Dennis Simmons, who had an opportunity to go join your man's, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas, and decided to ride with Lincoln Riley. Okay. Got a lot that we're paying attention to. And OU Texas this year. It's also the first time both of those teams have been ranked at the same time since 2019. 2020, kind of let down, and that's mostly Oklahoma's fault. All right. Last question we have for you here. Is this the year a G5 school crashes the party? Man, dog, I hope so. Man, I, I, I hope so. You know we live for this, right? Coast Carolina, Cincinnati, BYU, come through, baby. Come through, right? Like Cincinnati got their top 10 win against Notre Dame on the road, right? Snapped 26-game win streak at home for ND. BYU got top 25 wins, two of them. Right? They play a pretty doggone good schedule, and I expect them once again to be there at the end, all things equal. If they run the table, and we got three, four, five, one-loss teams out of Power 5, you, you damn well better put BYU in the playoff. Same thing is true for Cincinnati, which again, we will get to here, right now. Yeah! It's our favorite time of the day. Our favorite segment on the number one ranked show. It is called, yes sir, yes ma'am, money in the bag. Okay. It's not just that Cincinnati beat Notre Dame 24-13 to in South Bend. It's that Notre Dame paid $1.2 million for the privilege. Since he said that L is for losers and leprechauns. You can take that foul Lincoln log back and just put my racks in the sack. Bearcats QB Desmond Ritter ran through for a touchdown. Looked at the ND crowd and said, sit your destiny's child, Miss Independent, behind down. But I get it. I get it, ND. You're on that try and control me, boy. You get dismissed. You pay your own car note, and you pay your own bills, but I bet you wished you was in one of these 50-50 relationships now, don't you, partner? Look at you now. Look at you. You're a grown man wishing you had a joint checking account. Now, ain't you? I bet you wish you were that dude Beyonce was actually singing about, talking about sugar mama. I bet you wish you could sit on mama lap. Come sit on mama lap and get them racks. This is what happens. When your conference affiliation is equivalent to Will and Jada bringing it to the red table. Yes, 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 Notre Dame. You got into an entanglement with the ACC. An entanglement. Put the pain right on your forehead. And now, you're look, look, gawk, gawk losers for all the Atlantic Coastal Church to see. You got the likes of Miami in a church crown. Sitting in a pew. Staring you down. Desmond Ritter finished 18 of 32 for 297 through the air with three total TDs and got Irish fans 
looking at each one of their three QBs who played in the game, like, why y'all can't play like that, dude? Why y'all can't get down like that? I thought we had a quarterback. Since he didn't care that ND had their DC from a year ago, neither. Marcus Freeman, Morgan Freeman, Granddad, Robert Freeman, we getting this W. Since he came through, knock, knock, hammer, bang. Like the OG Freemason gang. Notre Dame had not lost to a G5 program since getting beat 28 to 27 by Navy in 2016. And the Irish hadn't lost to a G5 at home since Bobby Petrino and Reggie Bonifant led Louisville to a 31 28 win in 2014. And knocking off Notre Dame, Cincinnati came out. Jill Scott, living his life like it's golden, is thy fame. Their hearts forever praise thee, Notre Dame. Got cooked by an oversized ugly mongoose. Ain't that a crying shame? The Bearcats, CFP odds before their win in South Bend were just 10% according to the CFP predictor. After the win, they're sitting pretty at 32%. Good enough for fifth best behind Georgia at 87%. Alabama at 86%, Oklahoma at 48%, and Michigan at 34%. Cincy also has the six best odds of winning the national title this year at plus 2,500. Only Penn State at plus 2,000, Oklahoma at plus 1,500, Ohio State at plus a grand, Georgia at plus a buck 80, and Alabama at plus a buck 50 have a better chance to win it all according to Fox Bet heading into week six. The win over number nine ranked Notre Dame also is Cincinnati's first ever road win against a top 10 team in school history. And his first win against top 10 team anywhere, anytime, anyplace since the Bearcats beat number seven Rutgers 30-11 on November 18th, 2006 at Nippert Stadium. The Bearcats with 22 straight wins at home have the second longest home win streak in the nation behind only Clemson, who's got 30. And Cincinnati's last loss at home came against Temple. November 10th, 2017, scores 35-24. UC is 35-5 and since 2018, ranking among the top five teams in the sport in winning percentage over that span at 87.5. And Luke Fickle is 39-13 and as a head coach. USC fans are writing this all down right quick. Just make sure they get it in. For Notre Dame, the loss to the Bearcats was their first in 1,485 days at Notre Dame Stadium. That's when Kirby Smart, Jake Fromm, and the Georgia Bulldogs rode up on the Irish at the bar, walked out with a win like Gerard Butler walked out with your Galway girl. P.S. I love you. South Bend. You've been had. I said you've been took. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. Cincinnati, put the shimmy in the shag. Notre Dame, our mother, put the money in the bag. That's our show for today. The number one ranked show is hosted by me, RJ Young. Thank you to our sponsor, Direct TV Stream. Our lead producer is Catherine Donnelly. Our director is John Marcus. Our social media manager is Javion Duncan. Our lead of screening is Rachel Cohn. Our editor is Atang Tejano. And our executive producer 
is Kristen Hurley. He, that is it for me. Doses.